Hi there, I'm Kathy Valatin, and this is the Good, the God, and the Ugly podcast, where we're talking about the good, the God, and the ugly moments of life. Life is just full of ups and downs, but there's a treasure to be found in every challenge. Join me as I talk with people that have impacted my life, those who have found a treasure in a challenge, or whom simply I just love and want you to meet. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Good, the God, and the Ugly podcast. Today, I'm so excited to have Lana Cruz joining me. (laughs) Lana is a wife, she's a mom of two, and a pastor at Bethel Church. And today, we're going to talk about stepping into the role of a mother and partnering with the Holy Spirit in motherhood. Well, Lana, before we jump in, would you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself um, for those who are listening that maybe don't know you? Yeah, yeah. So I am Lana. I am Canadian, so I was from Canada before I... Uh, moved to Reading. I moved to Reading in 2007 to go to BSSM, and um, I ended up meeting my husband Chris at school. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I think your husband was the one that always called it Bethel School Supernatural Marriage. Yeah. And sounds like him. Yeah, that came true. Um, and so we got married in 2010, and um, stayed here ever since because my husband was working in the school at that time, and have been here ever since so almost 15 years if I'm doing the math right oh wow but yeah 15 years two doesn't kids it later, just fly by it does yeah oh my goodness yeah. yeah so you have two little ones now yes did you always dream of becoming a mom I mean was that something that was like close to your heart it was not oh <laughs> it was something I was pretty scared of was number one honest. a surprise uh, no, we planned for it. It was, um, we were, had been married for six years or, uh, five years when we tried six years by the time I had him, but it was something that I knew I always was going to become a mother, but it was something that kind of was a little bit daunting for me. I felt a little bit scared of becoming a mom. Mm. And I remember when we were married, we knew, or we said we wanted to wait five years and every year, someone would ask us how long until we're going to have kids. And I said, five years. But every year, I said, five said years. Five years. <laughs> but then we got to year four, and I'm like, wait, it's not five years away. It's a year away. And oh, so wow. I remember in that kind of final year before we knew we were going to start trying, I had to kind of start facing all of my fears about it going into motherhood. Oh, that, yeah. that's... Mm. <laughs> I remember. So you were you were a little bit older. How old were you when you had so your first? So I one? was twenty six when we had our son. Yeah. Wow, which was just opposite of me. How old were you? I was twenty one, just turning twenty two. Wow. When I had my last one. Wow. Wow. So we had all ours really early. Yes. And so you, you, you were how old when you had your first? I was eighteen. Wow. Wow. I got pregnant at seventeen. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's so crazy. So, so crazy. So did you feel prepared to take on the role of being a mom when you found out you were pregnant? Um, I mean, because it seems like you were pushing it so far away yeah, there for a while right. that yes. it's kind of like out of sight, out of uh-huh. mind, don't have yeah. to think about things. Totally. It's not really happening. Totally. And all of a sudden, you wake up one day and it's like, oh, honey, yeah, <laughs> right. we're going to be three. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think by the time that I was pregnant, I had heard the Lord speak to me the way that I needed to hear him speak to me to feel like, okay, at least I have this truth to hold on to Mm -hmm. as I step into this next 
stage. Um, by the, I would say I felt more prepared when I was pregnant than when I had the baby. When mm-hmm. I was pregnant, I'm like, oh yeah, I've got this. And then he was born, and I'm like, I don't got this. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I think for me, when I was pregnant, I just really needed to hear from the Lord that I was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I think I was more concerned about me, like how am I going to be at the <laughs> after this, and just hearing Him speak to me when I was pregnant and leading up to getting pregnant just gave peace of like, okay, Lana's going to be okay. And then once my son was born, it's like, okay, how do we make sure that you are okay? How do we make you thrive? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm thinking um, about the new mom out there that's feeling nervous about Mm -hmm. just this new role of motherhood and uncertain if she can even handle it. Mm -hmm. So you just made mention of a few things. Yeah. What, what were, what was going through your mind um, what were your, some of your thoughts or yeah. maybe what were some of your fears? Yeah, for sure. Can you share some of those? Totally. Yeah. I think my biggest fear was that I was going to somehow lose myself or who I was when I became a mom. Mm. I thought that it was going to be a sub, a subtraction from my life. Like becoming a mom would mean Lana was going to disappear and this almost stranger would be left. Um, but when, I was leading up to getting pregnant with the thing that the Lord spoke to me was that, Lana, this isn't going to be a, substra- a subtraction from what you are. It's going to be an addition to mm-hmm. who you are, that there's actually a part of yourself that you won't ever know unless you become a mother. And that was the the greatest thing that I've gotten from being a mom is there was this whole woman inside me that I didn't even know was there until I became a mom. And so I would say to women who are thinking about becoming mothers or are about to become mothers, that there's, there is a woman inside of you that you don't even know. Like almost there's, there's capabilities inside of you that you don't even know that you have until you become a mother. Mm -hmm. Like there's something that comes out of you when you become a mom. That's really good. Yeah. What, um, you know, having a, having a newborn Mm -hmm. is all consuming. Yes. (laughs) And especially your first one, because you don't know what in the world you're doing. Oh, yeah. And you're learning something new every single day. Totally. So with that being said, how how did you manage your relationship with your husband? Yeah. Because I know for me mm-hmm. and Chris, that was a huge one. Yeah. You know, for, for years, Chris was the center of my attention. You know, right. we started dating when I was 12. Yeah. Mar- wow. Engaged yeah. at 13 yes. and married at 17, yeah. which was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so we've been together for a long time. And so mm-hmm. I was ready to have a baby, mm-hmm. but what I wasn't prepared for is all of a sudden Chris had been my center of attention. Yeah. And then now the baby came mm-hmm. and my feeling was you're a man, you're old enough to know that this little guy or little girl needs yeah. my attention. Yeah. And sometimes he would feel kind of left out or pushed yeah. out. Yeah. How, how did, how did you deal with that? Or mm-hmm. did you deal with that with yeah. Chris? Um, I think that we, I mean, practically what we tried to do with both of our kids when they were in the newborn stage is try to have a bedtime for them, even when they were little, even if it meant that they woke up an hour later Mm -hmm. or whatever, um, we would always try and put them to bed at like 7 p.m. And that was our biggest mistake. Oh, really? We never we never had our kids on a schedule. Okay. I mean, they went everywhere with us. Yeah, right. And it didn't matter if it was on the 
you know, the floor of the church yes. or yeah. in a grocery cart yeah. or because we had no money for babysitting right? Yeah, or what. But mm-hmm. I know that with my grandkids now, um, there's schedules and nap yes. time schedules. Right. And it's yeah. like, well, we never did that. Yeah. But I'm looking at the fruit of their labor and yeah. their schedule and it's yeah. like, it's working. Yeah. Yeah, those that nighttime, and sometimes we would get three hours just to ourselves at the end of the night. Sometimes it was an hour, sometimes there was no time at all. But when those pockets of time at the in the evening were definitely pretty sacred for Chris and I, and even if we weren't going out anywhere, it was just us at home. The evening time really felt like okay, we still have each other, mm-hmm. at least at this time. So that's something that was really important to you, and you guys treasured that and, yeah. and held that. Yeah. Kind of a sacred time. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. That's really important. Mm-hmm. It's easy to kind of lose yourself in the everyday yeah. schedule of raising kids oh, and for forget sure. that you need time too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you do for your time, for yeah. the me time? Yeah. What um, does that look like? For sure. I mean, <clears throat> that's definitely evolved over time. Um, I think that I... For a long time, I was scared to have my own time because I was scared to leave the baby. I mm. thought, I need to, this new baby is all my responsibility, and that means I'll never leave him, and I'll <laughs> be with him 24-7, <laughs> um, <clears throat> which that ca- caught up with me over time. Of I, I was getting no time to just breathe or just not be in need of something. And then you're not good for anybody. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Everybody suffers. Yeah. And so that looked like um, either using or like utilizing like when Chris would get home from work and I would go and take some time or it would look like getting babysitters once a week or something like that. Now both of my kids are in school and so I have time pretty frequently, um, which is great. But I, I think after I realized over time that I was not doing well without just being able to have space to just not think or even just to check out because I think when you're when you're a mom you're just on all the time it's like you're getting snacks you're putting kids to bed you're cleaning up after them it's like from thing to thing to thing to thing yeah I often find even now when I get time to myself I'll just almost like sit and stare for a while because I'm like (laughs) I remember that early on I'm like I Chris would give me time and I'm like I don't even know what to do. do. Like (laughs) I have this amount of time. Should I sleep? Should I go out? Should I? And then however many times I would end up at target, just walking the aisles. I'm like, (laughs) I do this when I run errands. This is not what I need. So I think that was also another journey of like, after becoming a mom and only having limited space, I really had to find myself again of like, what do I even love? So that I knew when I had time, Oh, this is what you love, Lana. This is what Mm -hmm. fills you up. This is what makes you come alive or just feel like you're having fun, um, having to kind of find that again in the limited time that I did have. So did you ever go through a period where you felt guilty for doing things outside of your kids? Mm -hmm. And how did you work through that? Um, With the Lord. I remember having, well, multiple conversations, but I remember one specifically where I wasn't doing well emotionally because of just kind of staying in, not doing anything else because I felt bad to leave and I felt scared to leave. Mm -hmm. And I was dealing with depression or postpartum at the time and just really hitting a low point where I'm like, I need, something needs to change because 
I'm not doing well. And I remember the Lord just being like being with me in it, but also just saying like, Lana, like I have your kids, like your kids are going to be okay. What would you do if you weren't afraid to leave them? Look, what would you go and do? And I'm, I immediately had an answer and he's like, okay, then like go, I want you to go and do that. But it was that fear and that guilt of leaving that was holding me back. And, and it wasn't even a big thing. It was like a once a week thing, or Mm. like, it wasn't even to leave them completely or go work full time or Mm -hmm. something like that, even though that would have been fine if that's what it was. But for me, it was just this small little step and just having him speak to it and speak to like the peace of it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm going to take care of them and I'm going to take care of you and they're going to be okay. Um, and that's, and then kind of, it just was like baby steps from there of like, okay, let's try this one thing. Oh, they are okay. And I'm mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. And actually we're it. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a few stories. How, mm. old, how old are your kids? So Solomon is six and Pearl is three. She turns four in August. Wow. Yeah. So you have one in school and one in preschool? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. They both, they both love people. They're very social um social kids so that's really fun so tell me a funny story oh gosh um i'm just throwing this one out at you for sure (laughs) i'll put you on the spot yeah (laughs) oh well just the other day um so our youngest she's recently i mean she's just three she's in preschool and she's been kind of having a hard time in the morning i think especially after spring break she doesn't want to go back to school and so we're having to kind of talk to her about how we're like it's it's good pearl school is important and and Solomon was nearby, uh, and and he kind of chimes in of like, why is school so important? And and my husband said, well, Solomon, you know how you like talking about money all the time, or you always want money, or you want money to buy new toys and games. He's like, yeah. He's like, you know what helps you talk about money and know about money? What math. And when you go to school, it's important you go to school because that's where you learn math and that's how you can learn about money. He's like, oh, okay, Dad, I want to go to school and I want to learn math because I want to I want to be able to know about money. And um, so it's just funny just watching their brains, how they like the things that they connect to that make things important for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're so witty. Yes. <laughs> I was just kind of laughing here. We it's Easter was this last weekend and all the grandkids are over at our yeah. house and Lauren, one of my daughter-in-laws, yeah. she was videoing on her phone, mm-hmm. um, Edie, which is my granddaughter. Yeah. And <laughs> she had a dollar, speaking of money, she had yes. a dollar bill in her hand. Yeah. And Lauren said, Edie, who is that on the front of the dollar bill? Yeah. And she turns it around and she said, Papa Bill. Oh my goodness. It was George Washington. Oh my gosh. Oh. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. I thought out of the mouth of yes. babes. It's oh, like, it's so oh perfect. my gosh, they're yes. awesome. Yes. So do you have like a mom's group or something that you belong to? Yes, I do. What does that look like? And is it, has it something that's been important in your life? Or yeah. Yeah. Helpful or? For sure. I think the thing that has helped me the most, especially in the early years where you have kind of no frame of reference of like, what am I doing? 
just knowing that I had other friends who were moms going through the exact same thing that I was going through, Mm -hmm. it somehow just made it all feel better. Like, okay, I'm not the only one that's up in the middle of the night, or I'm not Mm -hmm. the only one that's dealing with all the struggles or the things of motherhood. And so it definitely has been important for me to have other moms in my life. Um, And I think too, like when you're a mom and a stay-at-home mom, just practically your schedule is so different than the people who go to work or have a nine to five. And so having friends that are moms is so important because it's like you're kind of home all day and trying to find things to do while you're with the kids. And so then having other people that are kind of in that same Mm -hmm. time frame, it's so much easier to be like, hey, do you want to meet up at the park or do you want to come over and have a play date? And just knowing that you're not alone and also feeling not alone is just so important. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I have a group that we get together every Monday at the park. We kind of pick a park mm-hmm. each Monday afternoon just to get out and know that that time I know at least if the rest of the week my head is down <laughs> and we're just kind of going, I know that this day I'll be able to see people and and see other moms and have my kids see their friends. and Yeah, and that's really important. Their yeah. social development mm-hmm. is super important. Yeah. So what do you guys do for fun as a family? Yeah. We love, anytime we can be outside adventuring, both of my kids, especially my son, loves outside and adventure. And there's almost something that kind of comes over all of us when we're like in that mode of like, we're going on an adventure mm-hmm. and we're kind of trekking through either like at Whiskey Town or um, just outside. That's something that definitely we I think we just kind of hone in on each other because there's no other distractions. So anytime that we get to be outside and do something fun outside together, that's really fun because it's it's kind of like we're all present. Um, mm-hmm. And especially in the summertime, our, me and both my kids, we love swimming. And so anytime that we can be in water. Yeah, we've been just, over our house oh, quite the a bit last our summer. Our kids are already asking about <laughs> are it. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's definitely something that we love. And, and being with family as well, too. Um, Chris's family lives in town. And so anytime they're around uh, grandma and grandpa and cousins, that's mm-hmm. some of their, our favorite times as well, too. Yeah, ours too. That's some of our best memories yeah. of just having all of our grandkids together. And, yeah. And it doesn't matter if they're young or, mm-hmm. I mean, because we have grandkids that are 23. Wow. Who still insisted on Easter egg hunts. Yes. Oh, amazing. <laughs> have to hide those ones a little bit higher. Yeah. We actually, this year, we didn't, I didn't hide Easter eggs. We, we had a games. Okay. Backwards granny shot on the basketball court. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. That was fun. Water balloon toss. Yeah. Oh, that's um, so great. Uh, pellet gun shooting, water balloons. Fun. Yeah. Oh, that's Cornhole. so fun. It was, it, we laughed and laughed yes. and laughed. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah. And I, I'm like, when are they going to stop wanting to do that? And I don't think they'll ever stop. No. Until... Especially at grandma's house. I know. Yeah. It's kind of fun though. It's kind of my thing. And yeah. it's like, yeah, why not? Yeah. So what's one of the greatest gifts or things that motherhood has taught you? Hmm. I think probably that my capacity is higher than I think Mm. it is because there's nothing else in life that is this hard that you can't quit. Mm -hmm. Like I think before 
when things would get hard like that, I'd be like, ah, it's just not for me. And I could kind of walk away from it or whatever. If it's a hobby I'm trying or something or a job that's too hard. Didn't work. Yeah, right. On to the next thing. Yes, exactly. But this, you can't. You just have to keep showing up. And I think that has shown me like, oh, I'm much more resilient than I thought I was. Uh I have a higher capacity than I thought that I did. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Lana, how would you encourage a new mom? Yeah. That maybe for the very first time she has this newborn baby (laughs) that's totally dependent upon her. Yeah. Can't do anything for himself. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that mom? Yeah. One, I would just tell her to take a really deep breath. Um, And that already right now in this moment, she's doing better than she thinks that she is. Um, Right out the gate, it can feel like maybe you don't know anything that you're doing or you're messing it up already. But just the fact that she's there and she's present and she's holding that baby or whatever it is that she's doing, she's doing better than she thinks that she is. I think Mm -hmm. moms are pretty hard on themselves. Um, I think especially with being in a social media time that we're in, it can feel really easy to compare and think, well, I'm not doing what that mom's doing, or I'm not. It's like the, the visual world is much more present, and so you're seeing what everyone's doing, and you can think immediately that, you're doing it wrong because Mm -hmm. you're not doing it like that. And so just that exactly where you are, you're doing so much better than you think. And um, you will feel like yourself again. You will um, feel like you have a handle on things at some point. Um, And just that you're not alone. You're not alone in this Many mothers have gone before you and many mothers are there right now in the same moment, feeling the things that you're feeling, struggling through the things that you're feeling, um, and that you're not alone in it. Mm. Yeah. So, Lana, we've been talking a lot (laughs) about you. Yes. Um, There's a pretty big age difference between you and I. Yeah. Um, is there any questions that you want to ask me? Yes, I oh. would love to ask you. <laughs> Uh-oh, <laughs> tables are turned now. <laughs> um, I would love to know what... Ah, there's so many questions. I would love to know what you maybe would have told yourself as an 18-year-old mother. Looking back now, what would you tell Mm. tell her what would you say to yourself I think the biggest thing that I would say to myself is um, relax Mm. everything's going to be okay yeah and nothing is going to be perfect Mm. and that's okay yeah I'm pretty much a perfectionist and so even at a young you know, at a young age, yeah. I was so uptight because I didn't have, you know, there's so, you guys have so many support groups and yeah. stuff now for kids, yeah. babies, and we didn't have that. You yeah. know, we had some of our friends around, but we just didn't have the, the books and the tools and, yeah. and all that available. Mm-hmm. And I would find myself, um, I can remember, I can remember when going through that postpartum time, mm-hmm. 
think it was day three after I had Jamie. And I just sat on the couch holding her crying all day long. Yeah. And the thoughts that were going through my head was, she's going to get the chicken pox. She's going to get the mumps. She's going to get sick. What am I going to do? You know, all those, all those things that kind of hit you as a new mom. Yeah. Um, but you know what? She did get the chicken pox. Mm-hmm. I don't. She didn't get the mumps, but she got other things. Yeah. And you know what? You just you just handle them. Right. So yeah. taking your thoughts, you know, captive, mm-hmm. and not letting your mind wander is yeah. so important. Yeah. And just enjoying the moment because, yeah. you know, as long as you're loving your kids, you're gonna make messes just like they're gonna make messes. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You're gonna go. You're gonna walk through the mess mm-hmm. and you're gonna clean it up mm-hmm. and things are gonna be they're going to be great yeah we learn from our mistakes Mm -hmm. we learn from our successes Mm -hmm. and just I would just say don't be so hard on yourself that's so good how did you overcome or how did you get through some of those um I guess bigger mistakes my kids are getting older and even already I can I can feel the like the stakes are getting higher mm-hmm. of things that can happen or they can, or things that I can affect them with. Um, I'm curious how you handled or what you learned from maybe bigger things that happened with your kids and how you kind of overcame it and how you found peace maybe at the end of mm. a hard time or a hard situation with your kids. Yeah. My mind goes to the teen years. Mm. <laughs> And the, those dating years oh. and when they want to branch out, you know, spread their wings and experience life a little bit more. And that that was actually some of my most favorite times with the kids was yeah. the high school years. Oh, cool. um, and yet some of the scarier times because they have a mind of their own <laughs> and they think that they're making the right choices. Yeah. And as a parent, it's kind of hard to sit back watching them make a choice that oh, you wouldn't make. But totally. yet... They, if they don't make wrong choices um, in your house, you don't have the opportunity to walk your kids through that. Yeah. So many times parents will just kind of want to get rid of their kids because they're not obeying or they're yeah. doing something different than they approve of. And, yeah. But Chris and I have always wanted to have our kids close to us. Mm-hmm. And as, as they got older, we started giving them more and more leeway. Wow. And watching them work through situations Mm -hmm. himself Mm -hmm. and being there to be able to talk through them and help. And it was really important that we felt like we heard them, whether we agreed with them or not. And they felt loved through it, no matter what we talked, no matter what the answer was to the questions that they were having. How did you do that? How did you make them feel safe while still not maybe agreeing with a decision that they made? You know, communication is super important. Mm -hmm. And they, they all knew that we loved them and we Mm -hmm. had their best interest. Yeah. Of course, when they were 25, they knew that more so than Mm -hmm. when they were 17. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because they had a little bit more life underneath their belt. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, just, Lots of lots of late night talks. Wow, just being vulnerable with mm-hmm. them and open and honest. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Any other question? 
Your last chance. I know. This is maybe a bigger one. What do you think... Um, what do you think is... Like the good, I mean, I guess this goes with your book, but what is, would you say is like the good about parenting or being a mom right now? What is kind of maybe like the hard part about being a mother in this day and age? Wow, great questions. Um, I think the good part of being a mom in this day and age is there's a lot more support Mm -hmm. and you have a lot more, at least my kids my grandkids they have support around them everywhere yeah yeah there's so much information available to you guys the internet mm. we had none of that yeah crazy um, yeah <laughs> can't even comprehend it i know yeah i know if your child was sick right you'd have to call somebody oh my describing gosh, you can't google it no you couldn't you couldn't google it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so you'd have to yeah and now you have all that at your disposal yeah you know, the things that are harder right now is this world's getting more challenging at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember <laughs> I can remember when I was a kid, I can remember riding my bicycle at age five yeah. miles away from my house yeah. at age five wow. with wow. my friends, yeah. thinking there's no way, there's no possible way a mom or dad would let their kids yeah. out of their sight like that now. Right. So, you know, times have changed, yeah. um, but we just adapt to them and, yeah. you know, come 20 years down the road, it's going to change again, yeah. you know. Yeah. We just, yeah, we just learn to change with the times yeah. and do the best that we can do. God is always with us. God is always with our kids. Mm-hmm. He's, the, he's ultimately the biggest protector of everything. Yeah. And he knows all, so I just, you know, being a mom, you've been on your knees a lot praying. <laughs> yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, Lana, thank you so much just for taking the time to be here today. Yes. And talking about this so important topic of motherhood. So. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Yes, it's thank been you. an honor to get to have this conversation with oh, you. Oh, thanks, hon. It was great. Hi there, Mother's Day is just around the corner, and in celebration of Mother's Day, you can get my book, The Good, The God, and The Ugly, at the Bethel Bookstore for 25% off from April 28th until May 8th. Please visit shop.bethel.com and use the code MOTHERSLOVE, all one word, at the checkout. You can also find the details for this promotion in the show notes. Have a wonderful Mother's Day.